Blog Talk Radio. In the valley, on the mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship I saw Him by my side. In ease and well-being I beheld only God. Like a candle I melted in His flame. Amid the sparks of the flames, I beheld only God. Rabia the mystic wrote this, said this, and it is very moving for me every day. I actually have it on my desk in a place where I can see it and others can't, so that when I lose sight uh, of the peace that I want to have, I remember that we're all God, and I try to pray for the person uh, with whom I'm interacting so that together we can find peace. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara. On the other line, we have uh, Brian. Good morning, Brian, and welcome. Thank you, Mara. Hello, listeners. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because He who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever He wishes knowing He goes there with us. We will be healed as we let Him teach us to heal. You know, Mara, it just came to my mind how poignant those two quotes are or that prayer and that statement. They're both so in alignment with one another. What yours speaks to me is that to look and see that there's nothing but God everywhere. Like it says, I beheld only God. And then with the prayer that I say, it's about being led by God. And when we put those two together and we allow ourselves to be led by God, knowing that we only see God everywhere, we realize the oneness that we talk about all the time. And we realize that that is the truth of the universe. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And that's beautiful, yes. Yes, you're right. You, you, um, so much of what blocks is fear. What blocks our vision and causes blindness is fear. That's the beauty of amazing grace. How sweet that sounds. You know, I once was blind, but now I see. Mm-hmm. It's fear, my friends, that that block us from seeing the wonder and the vision of God in our lives. And I think Bob is calling in, so let me bring him online too. But it is fear, and so many times fear inhibits us from being all that we can be and all that we want to be and all that we choose to be. But we need to remember, too, before I bring Bob on, my friends, that there are times when we are not our highest self, but that's okay because we've provided someone else a chance to be theirs. Good morning, Bob, and welcome to You Know What. (laughs) Morning, how are you? Fine, thank you. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing this morning? I'm wonderful. And how about yourself? I'm doing great. Doing great. Right. Glad to have you back. Yeah, it's great to be back. Oh, I I was a little tardy in getting in. My computer kept turning, or I kept going to the site to get the phone number, and the computer kept going, or the website kept going down, and some strange message. So. Anyway, I'm here, and I I heard, you know, you were talking about fear blocking us, and I think that's so right and so goes along with what, you know, we're talking about today, that 
you know, we have to watch what we say, and if we let the, you know, even that little bit of fear that we might feel, if we put it out there and say it out loud, that just magnifies it, you know, hundreds and thousands of times more and makes it so that other people hear it, and you're you're more apt to to fail if you're fearful. Oh, that's so true. You know, um, I had uh, recently, I read something on the Internet, and when I say recent, maybe in the last year and a half or so, where they were talking about the idea that people who who don't talk about what makes them unhappy uh, are actually happier. I forgot to turn on the chat session, which I'm doing right now. I'm sorry, guys. I, Brian, it is now on. I'm going to let you <laughs> say hello to everybody. I forget that every Sunday. But, um, yeah, the, they said that, you know, what happens is that what every, the feeling we are having of discontent, the fear, because fear takes many faces. It takes sadness, depression, uh, you know, disappointment. You notice all the negative words, but it takes on many forms. It takes anger, rage, war, feelings. All of those are generated yeah, by fear. Or develops into those other things as well. I exactly. Think. Yes, and then can grow. I mean, it can get deeper and deeper, and that's what they're saying. They said in this article was that when you start talking about a simple little mishap, um, like, uh, gee, I, I don't know why that lady at the counter uh, walked by me today and took care of all these other people before she came back and took care of me. It's also personalization, almost the, the four agreements kind of thing of personalizing stuff. Uh, and the minute you verbalize that, it takes on a deeper life for you. It takes on a greater reality for you. And, it, you know, and then you say it to someone else, and pretty soon it starts growing, and it just adds to the negativity that's in the world because there's, there's negativ- negative energy in words, my friend, in the negative words we speak. There really is. And, um, you know, if you have a choice between a high and a low interpretation of what someone is saying, the um, in my mind the answer is generally to go to the um, to the high interpretation. But sometimes I don't. I wish I did always, but sometimes I don't. That's and, why and we're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's what that's what we're here about. Actually, is to uh, experience the. Um, I'm going to type here, good morning. I'm typing. Ah, so it's on the app now. So it's evolved some since I've been away. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah, you might if you look down there, you might want to say good morning, Bob. I have to tell you, um, I'm not the world's best one at this. Brian is much better at it, and uh, he has uh, many wonderful listeners who come who are good at, at chatting with him. Uh, how do you keep your mind on that too, Brian? That is actually a difficult thing at times to be talking. Thank you. <laughs> I am the host myself, and then I've got the chat room going, and so to try to to talk at, at while listening or while while reading the chat room and then trying to respond can be difficult at times. So I usually don't oh. do both. Um, but yeah, I can look over the chat room today, except for the fact that I don't see the chat room right now. So. Um, oh really? I I did open it up. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm just not finding it right now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, well, let's maybe I should close it and open it again for you. Hello folks. Here we are. Now you're seeing the 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 uh joys of having a live uh program. Yeah. There we go. Hopefully it's showing now. Uh the the circumstances when you have a live program is you don't get to have all of the the mistakes and the working it out taken out of it. You simply see it going as it is and you now know that having a chat room and talking are really difficult things. And I'm not going to promise you that, uh, except for those times when Brian is with us, that that's necessarily going to be the case. Um, I will try to remember, but if I don't, don't, you know, I don't mean to be cutting out on that level of dialogue. And, um, and I appreciate all of you. We appreciate all of you who are coming to listen to us. Uh, so what's going on? We've got two different male voices out there. We've still got me. 
What ha- is going on for those of our listeners who uh, are new and don't know is that there was a time period for several months when Bob was my co-host and he needed to spend some time with himself and Brian graciously stepped in to be the co-host. At that time, Brian was what had agreed to do our um to be here on a fill-in basis when Bob couldn't be available. And what's interesting about this, all my friends, is last year in May, maybe maybe early June, one day I get this wonderful listener calling in, and he said something just truly loving to me. And uh, it just opened my heart up, and uh, ultimately he and I ended up talking, and uh, he volunteered at that point that he could could assist. And so Bob and I talked about it, and Bob had a lot of traveling and activity in his life, and I'm speaking for him. I'll let you guys talk for yourself in a minute. And was being was going out of the country to places like Dubai and I know not Somalia, somewhere in Africa. Ethiopia. And so Brian stepped in, and as and I think almost as a part of Bob's travels, he decided to do some uh, self-work. Is that a fair thing to say, Bob? That would be a very fair thing to say. I think, you know, many times we say that that um, we we just need that time, time. I don't want to say time alone because I wasn't, you know, you know, holed up in a in a cave somewhere. <laughs> Although mm-hmm. I have been reading a book about hermits. <laughs> <laughs> the I think uh uh you know we all start to question our own our own spirituality maybe is is a way to put it and you know your your spirituality is something that you have to practice you can't just say yes I am this person and and that it'll be you know it, it, and that it will just happen you yeah. have to work at it some and, and take time to meditate and take time to uh, just put everything together on your own and not take the time, you know, and, and really focus on that and not and, and be alone a little more than normal. My guys would say you have to affirm that there is value in your message and come to believe that again. Right. I, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. Well, it all comes down to the fact that what we're talking about here is the word, quote, enlightenment. And I know there's a lot of different ideas and interpretations of what enlightenment is. But basically what enlightenment is is just being conscious. And so you can't unconsciously be conscious. So you have to work at consciously choosing your behaviors and making them a part of you. And so if God just came down, if you will, and said, okay, you're this perfect being now, you wouldn't, quote, remember being that perfect being or even choosing it. And so it is our right and it is our joy to remember how to be our true selves and consciously make the effort to do it. And within that, we become better human beings. Although we're not human beings, we we have a better human experience. And that was the whole reason we took on bodies in the first place. Yes, yes. And uh, I've taken a time. There was a time when I took time away from the law. For many people, it it was uh, shocking. And um, it was, um, for my peers, uh, you know, more than shocking, I think that it ended up causing them to think that they can now judge me as terms of of my abilities as an attorney because I chose time to follow my spirit. I don't regret that time. It was certainly much longer than Bob has been gone from this program. And um, it was full of miraculous healing and phenomenal experiences. And I rode, I rode the rapids of life to come to a place where I can be at peace with myself and in my circumstance. And I think that we all ebb in and out of service. And I will tell you, there are times when I wonder, gee, is am I saying anything that's of any value? And I've now worked it down in my mind. My guys have told me 
um, you know, if one person's listening, then you, you've done something of value. And so I'm giving my commitment to that one person who may listen. And on the times when there's many more than one, it's like namaste. I mean, blessings to all of us because we are one. We are one. And now Brian, interestingly, is on a journey uh, that he is uh, – it's so amazing. How amazing that on Wednesday night, Bob kind of brings up the idea that he may be ready to come back to the radio show. And then, coincidentally, Brian has another spiritual venture to to face – and he would like to pull away from the radio show so for a while. So, I mean, actually, as a fill-in, he wants to participate periodically and to um, come once as he agreed originally. He didn't agree originally to do it every Sunday. In fact, he had a life on Sunday mornings before this happened. And now he's agreed to come back in. And, Brian, why don't you tell us a little about what's going on in your life? Well, that's the thing. It's, it's kind of maybe like a Bob situation to where I don't exactly know what's going on. I just know I feel a shift with inside of me, <clears throat> and I need to show up some time to be able to have shifts come in. You know, when you're, if your life is so filled with things and you don't really have a lot of time, then you can't really add anything new to it. And so a lot of times when we're being led to move in another direction, that means giving up something else that you were doing, whether it be the most joyous thing you like or maybe something that you didn't really like, but you need to make room for the new. And so I kind of feel like that's what is uh, being told to me, but I don't know exactly where it's going to go, and that's kind of what I talked about on my show yesterday, is that there is an air of mystery in life, and that's what makes life so wonderful, is the fact that we don't always know And if we did know every action we were going to make and every person we were going to meet and how every single day of our lives that we were born was going to go, it would be the most boring situation because it would already be played out. And so why would we want to go through the motions if we already knew what was going to happen? Like, let's say, no matter what you did, these events were going to take place and you had no choice in changing it because it was all written in stone. That wouldn't be a very fun life. And so that's a big part of life is the mystery of life. And when we can find ourselves just being content with that and saying, although I don't know what's going to come, I am fine with that. And I know that it's going to be nothing but good because it's nothing but God. Just like that quote you were saying where I behold only God. And so that's part of the spiritual growth is to trust that everything will be taken care of and trust that you do only see God. And so that's, I guess, where my spiritual growth is happening right now. Absolutely, and and that's wonderful. And, you know, you're really, a part of what you said there a moment ago is so reflective of of the, the Kabbalah idea that in the beginning, if you think of God as a vase, and it just wasn't a whole lot of fun. There was nothing happening. There was no, there were no choices. There was no light and dark. Everything was light. Well, if everything is light, then there's no contra to it. So there's no way to really fully embrace the glory of the light until you know what the options are. And so God broke himself or herself into millions of pieces from a, and the vase was shredded or sharded, I guess it is. And then those shards began the journey without memory, that they were once part of a beautiful vase, home. And we all go through that journey in diff- following different paths and at different times. And the most wondrous part is it's okay to stop for a minute when you see a crossroads in front of you and decide which which way you want to go. And then as you're traveling down that path, it's okay to say, wow, I want to go back. I need need to take the other crossroads. So we somehow in our society have, have created this, and I think it's part of the Protestant work ethic, that once you make a decision, it's yours forever and you can never change your mind. Not... (laughs) 
not. In fact, I found a beautiful quote that, um, I don't know, it takes a lot of reading, and I'm not sure it will do radio well, but it was, it's about God, and so him is God. By him who speaks only to help beings, it was said that all beings have arisen from the conception of I and are enveloped with the conception of mine. So no matter which leg of the journey we decide to take, no, on, no matter which road we take for our, our journey, we're gods. We're covered. We are covered, my friends. Now we have, um, today we're going to be talking about, did that just come out of my mouth? Uh, In part, that's timely because poor President Obama made uh, the reference to the Special Olympics and that has created a bit of fur in the uh, news media that somehow he is thinking that people are less than. Uh, Anyone who can look at this man uh, as he has ruled so far, yes, it's ruling whether we like that word or not, uh, would know that's just not the case. It was a simple mistake in communication. We all make them. We're going to talk about that, but before we do, we actually have on the line a rather rare um, potential, and that is that we have two people who can lead us through meditation and each one of them take you to the point of remembering your connection with God and I can think of no better way to use as much of today as necessary to show the value of the word to remember that in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God And then it leaves you to the question, how are you using your God? Are you reflecting God in your words? And there's no better way to do that than to have a good old-fashioned prayer meeting. Maybe we should work for every word being an offering to God. Every word an offering to God. And with that, I think we should have a double meditation today because it's a rare opportunity, because that's when you know, when you can feel the high energy of God around you, when you connect with that energy from whatever source within yourself that you open yourself up. And you believe that no matter what name is associated, that you know You are one with God during those moments. It's that moment, that place, where even if you only experience one time, you now know it's possible. And I have a friend out there, a male friend out there, who is had the experience one time he knows it's possible and he is having more anguish now because he can't grasp it again and grab it and hold it in his hands. And we can have, we can do that today together. So we're going to have two meditations. And um, we'll start first with Brian because today, Brian will not be here next week. He may be here as a call-in next week. He can call in anytime he wants, uh, anytime he's moved. But he will be here the following week, which is April fifth, I believe. Um, That's my daughter's birthday. But I'm going to be out of town and it's going to be Bob and Brian. Now, I know probably the ratings are going to go through the roof, you know, but you (laughs) (laughs) and and I promise that that will be an uh, opportunity for me to realize that I need to be more quiet. So we're going to start with Brian. And Brian, I'm going to let you do your meditation this morning uh, to as much or all of Daniel Kobayaka's pathless journey as you would like. Remembering the theme will be make every word an offering to love. Thank you. Thank you, Mara. Okay, we're going to spend this time 
in meditation, connecting with the center of ourselves, getting back in touch with the truth of who we are. And every time we do this for ourselves, we do this for the whole of humanity because we are all indeed connected. And what one does, we all know on some level, we all feel, we all connect with on some level. And so the more we connect with the truth of who we are, it's like we build a nice base that makes it easier for others to remember how to connect with their true selves. And so please, as we go through this meditation, keep in the back of your mind the idea that although it might seem like you're journeying alone, you are indeed surrounded by nothing but light and nothing but light beings who walk with you always. So let's sit down on a chair, on the floor, or even laying down, whatever position you find most comfortable. The idea of this meditation is for comfort and for relaxation. And now as you settle yourself down, close your eyes and begin to breathe in whichever pattern is most comfortable for you. Into the nose and out of the nose or into the nose and out of the mouth. Take the next few moments to find the positioning and the breathing pattern that is most relaxing for you. And as we focus on our breath, taking a deeper inhalation and exhalation with every breath, we might find our breathing patterns stabilizing becoming more comfortable and therefore making it more relaxing. As well, we might feel our bodies become more relaxed. I want you to give your attention to your lungs and to your heart as you continue to breathe in and out slowly taking nice, nice deep breaths. Now as you begin to relax, I want you to picture in your mind a forest full of trees and brush. A nice thick lush forest out ahead of you and you're standing at the edge of this forest looking into it and so from where you stand things are quite light right now sparse and as we're going to be walking forward into the forest you can tell that it's going to get thicker and thicker. And this might bring some concern to your mind of the adventure ahead, not knowing what lies ahead of you. But I want you to know and realize and remember that it's nothing but good. And on the other side of this forest, you will definitely come to the realization through experience and seeing with your own eyes that the whole adventure was necessary for you to appreciate the other side. And now, as we begin to take a step forward, you might feel yourself 
being drawn to step forward. Not being forced, but rather feeling that it is proper and that you are cared for and that no harm can be done to you. And as you continue to breathe and as you continue to walk forward, you, become, you begin to enter the thick area of the forest. And now, all of a sudden, it might come to your awareness that it's getting dark because the sun is being blocked by the trees high above. And at the same instant, all of a sudden you notice down in front of you on this path that you have been walking, that you've been led to walk, all of a sudden a mirror appears as the path that you've been walking. Stop for a moment and look down at this mirror and all you see is the trees up above. And with curiosity and with the, the nudge you feel, you take your first careful step, continuing along the path. And as you step your foot out, trusting that you will not fall, that you will be okay. And as you stick your foot out and you start to place it down, all of a sudden you see coming at you is another foot. And as you step down, you see that other foot came up to support you as you made your step onto this mirror. And now with a little bit more confidence, you take another step. And once again, as your foot begins to fall upon the mirror, you see another foot coming up to meet you and to support you and to hold you. And as you are having this experience, becoming more comfortable with it each time, realizing that every time you step into the unknown, there's always this foot waiting to catch you, to join you, and to hold you up, and to not let you fall. But this foot does not exist until you take the step. It's waiting there for you. The foot does not sit there first so that you can see the foot and then know it's there, but rather wants you to choose it consciously and it will hold you. And as this becomes more solidified in your awareness, you now find it more comfortable to walk forward on this path and continue on in more peace. And you're able to build up confidence in the reassuring feeling of being held up and being supported. And now as you continue to walk on, you begin to enjoy the walk and all the scenery around you. And you begin to see animals, rabbits, deers, squirrels. Along the path you see them. And you might feel a connection with them. And it might enter your awareness that they are walking the same path as you as far as realizing that they're always cared for and that needs are always met. 
because they're not blocking their connection with the truth of who they are. I want you to keep this in mind as you walk along your path to the forest of life, knowing that when you get to the other side, it will be glorious beyond belief. But yet at the same time, as you're walking the path, it can be joyous and peaceful and serene because the goal of life is to be at peace in every moment and that goal does not have an end that goal is always now and that goal can always be attained or reached by simply allowing yourself trust in God, to trust in your higher self, and know that you cannot fail. And now I want you to begin to bring your attention back to your breathing. Bring your awareness back into your lungs and into your heart. Feeling the peace. Feeling the quiet enthusiasm held within you. Ready and willing to move forward on the path of life. And this lifeblood is always held within your heart. And all you need but do is venture into your heart and you will not fail and you will not fall. So be with this awareness and be with this sensation and connect with it and have it be a companion, a compadre. Become familiar with it so that you can always remember where your friend is. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. That was lovely. Thank you. Yes, My pleasure. Thank you. thank you. Which, before we start with Bob, we'll be using meditation station pool of the soul. But before we start that, um, I think that the message for my friend and for all of us is that before you know peace of union with love, you can question whether it exists at all. Once you feel that moment of peace, you not only know it exists, it becomes a driving force to feel it, to be it, to live it. Thank you again, Brian. And we're going to now do... Meditation station, oops, I've lost it, sorry. Um, pool of the soul. And, and thank you, Bob, for doing this and continuing our breathing. Again, thank you, Brian. The, let's begin taking us back again to where we were in the forest there and thinking of the light that's shining down upon us and that light is being 
bolt up through us then, through our spine and up through our chakras. And as we breathe in, we can feel through breathing through the bottom of our feet, all bringing the air up through our bodies and out through the top of our heads and bringing that clean, pure sunlight and air up through our bodies, pulling it through our first chakra at the base of our behind and pulling that energy, that red light, pulling apart that light and taking that part of the light that's shining upon us and pulling it there into our root chakra, which us to the physical world, grounds us to the earth, to our spirit, to our body, pulling that red piece of the sun into our area and having it radiate there, making us one with our mind, body, and soul. And as we pull that up through more, that color turns into an orange color. And that is in our second chakra, right beneath our belly button, where we have creativity is held there. And allow that orange color just to radiate there a little while as you pull that through in the red and the orange, moving up and feel the creativity between you and the animals there in the forest and with the trees and what, how beautiful and creative God is and how much creativity God has given to us and looking at all of the things that he created and how creative we can be with the things that God has already created and by mixing and matching those things and taking the creative energy from our second chakra. And as we pull that red and orange up, it begins to become a little yellow and it becomes yellow there in the third chakra, which is a little below our heart, between our heart and our and our navel, it's our solar plexus. And here we want to see our emotions sit there, and it's kind of our stomach when we feel like, oh, I can't believe that I just said this or that this has happened in my life, the emotions that are going pull that yellow energy there into that area of your body and feel that yellow light shining down upon you and pulling back up through you red orange and now yellow and you feel that yellow and you feel it comforting your emotions making you feel more at peace more at peace with mind body and spirit making you whole pulling that up into your heart chakra that color becomes green and just feel compassion. Feel the compassion of everything around you in that forest. Everything that life has to offer us is right there. Everything we need. We have our food, clothing, shelter is made from all the things that are there in the forest and how beautiful that is. And just feel compassion for everything there in the forest and making a commitment to seeing that we live in harmony with all of the animals and plants on the earth. Pull that energy then up through that light that's shining down, bright light, pulling it up, red, orange, <coughs> red, orange, yellow, green, and now blue into your throat chakra. And your throat chakra is where you have the ability to communicate and not just and to be able to communicate the creativity that you can create when you put your mind, body, and soul together. So pull that blue light, the blue piece of that white light into your throat and feel it there. Feel yourself lining up from the bottom of your base of your up through into each of the chakras there, each of those little spinning wheels of energy and concentrate and focus on that blue light that's there in your throat and have it open up your throat, have you be able to communicate, ask for that oneness with mind, body and spirit and the ability to express that peace that you feel when those three elements are aligned as you sit there in the forest. 
take a deep breath, feel the warm white light pulling it up through the bottom, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and now indigo. And as you pull that up, pull that indigo color, imagine a beautiful indigo flower in your mind's eye and there in your forehead. Here's where we have our imagination, our dreams, all of the things that we have talked about so far, pulling those together and being able to have that as a dream and dream about our creative ideas, dream about peace and contentment and harmony, being compassionate. And again, let's feel that warm white light as it energizes us and it pulls us up together through our base root chakra, our creative area through our solar plexus and our heart and our throat, through our third eye. And now finally envision a beautiful bright purple beams of light coming off of the top of your head. And this is your spiritual connection and now your body, mind and soul, your creativity, your grounded to the earth and your creativity and you're grounded to the universe with the through the purple color of the the light take some deep breaths and just picture a rainbow being pulled through your body and then picture a rainbow crossing over your body and a rainbow enveloping your body and you feel the warmth and comfort of that rainbow of uh, miracle of God in that beautiful light after a rain or the beautiful light as the rain is still falling and the sun is still shining and everything is going to be all right. Pull that energy through you. Feel that rainbow. Feel God embrace you as you stand up in the forest and just shout out that it's a beautiful day and return to normal breathing and walk from the forest back into your home and to your community and in our larger community of the world and share your peace and your compassion and joy with everyone. hard to imagine sharing my peace and compassion with everyone without asking them, can you see that I'm sparkling right now? (laughs) 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 It's like, gee, I just feel like I need to go out and just say, look at this, I'm sparkling with the electric energy of knowing that I am loved. Thank you both very, very, very much. I'm so appreciative, and I would turn off the music behind us right now, but we're just going to let it play its way through because for some reason the switchboard decided to reload and we would start it up much louder. I don't know what's going on, but there's no stop sign there. So we're just going to leave it as it is. And let's talk about our words and what we say. And and what can we say? I think maybe that's part of the discussion is what can we say? Um, You know, there's some obvious things, I think, in life when we're talking. um, You know, gossip, gossip, evil thing, much unhappiness it brings. If you can't say something nice, don't talk at all is my advice. I think that the most important part of that sentence is not the gossip part, but don't talk at all. How often, my friends, is that even an option for you? That's hard. Hard not to talk at all. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to be in a situation where someone is talking to you and not want to add something to the conversation. And yet, you know, we, we want to encourage people to feel comfortable sharing with each of us. And 
when we share what I agree the conversation is layering but as you're adding your layer I think we need to ask ourselves who's going to benefit from my layer is, is it going to enrich the conversation is it going to have the effect of having some latent or hidden judgments Let's use the example of the Special Olympics. Sometimes we're casual with our words. If, if I said that I'm not a good bowler, that says it all, doesn't it? But we feel compelled to layer in and, and add in. And we sometimes, as we're adding in, we're not thinking about whether we're adding value. Sometimes we just talk to hear ourselves talk. Exactly. My friends, how often when you're hearing someone else talk, are you thinking what you need to say? Or you want to say? Sometimes it's to the point that you're not even really listening to what the other person is saying because you're more wrapped up in what you're going to say next. That you've actually shut down what... what Because we don't really have the ability to listen and talk at the same time. Mm-hmm to listen, mm-hmm. talk, and formulate what we're going to do. All three at the same time is even harder if you're able to do that at all. So I think we shut down, and we're, when we're actually blocking the other person from sharing their full experience and even hearing everything that they've said. Yeah, giving them the benefit of the moment. I mean, think about, you know, I heard... I. I've I've been on television programs at times. No ego intended in that. Anybody can be on a television program uh, where they, because you know the only live part of TV is where it's news type stuff. You know where they ask you questions and you respond back. And and they and the first thing they would say to me is, "Oh, don't worry about interrupting. That's part of the give and take of communication." But you know what I've come to recognize is. Those times when I'm interrupting, I'm not listening. As Bob said, it's impossible to do both. You know, I'm I'm basically setting forth my ideas about what things should be, and I'm um, I'm dominating the moment. I'm taking over. And so I think that I read a great, um, I guess there's a book out there by a lady named Judy Gruen. I read the most interesting uh, list of things about our words. I pulled it up yesterday. And what was really interesting to me was that it was on beliefnet.com. I don't know if any of you ever go there. And I was on the Jewish wisdom section because that's where the article was. And all the advertisements were about converting to Christianity and finding a Christian mate and a Christian job and Christian groups. Does that seem a little incongruous to anybody? Perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, wow, this is interesting that these advertisers... You know, um, can't even allow a Jewish site to just be Jewish. And to me, that speaks about the fervor of the word. That somehow, you know, you need to become a, a Christian in order to be enough. Are you, my friends out there, are you using words? in any way that would imply others aren't enough, even unwittingly, in self-deprecation. So why don't we talk, guys? I'm going to ask Brian, how about you? What do you think that would be a good thing that would help people know what words to use? Do you have any ideas or, or thoughts on that? 
Well, it's much like what you and Bob have been talking about here, is that in communication, there can be times when you step over, but there can also be, and, and usually that is happens because you've got an agenda, if you will, or you've stopped listening, and so you want to talk on this one point that you've now hit, and you want to talk on this one point now. You know, there have been many times when you and I have talked on this show where you'll say something, and it's quite lengthy, and I'll just pick up in my mind two points that I want to talk about, but I don't stop you from continuing on. I say, I want to go back to these two points, and it still flows very well. So we can learn to hold on to those points in our mind and come back to them. And then if we forget to come back to them by the time you're done speaking or the, another person is done speaking, then it really wasn't that important in the first place. And so it can be, we can learn to be more patient. And I know I was telling this just yesterday to a friend because he was concerned about he doesn't have a job right now and he needs a job and he just had all these concerns. And I was telling him that we need to learn to ask more, ask of God, if you will, ask of our higher self. So when we're, you know, I was in a, I go to a Course in Miracles meeting on Saturday mornings and there's 20 or so people there and there'll be conversations going on and I feel like the conversation at times is going in the wrong direction. But then at the same time I realize, well, that's just my opinion and people could be getting something out of this just because I'm not getting something out of this doesn't mean other people are not. And so I'll find myself sitting there and saying, is it appropriate for me to say something? asking God, asking my higher self, asking what's inside myself, and then listening for a response. And if I get a yes, then I'll say, can I say something or whatnot? I don't have to be rude about it, and I can still, be, I can still wait for a time when it's poignant to talk. But, the, but that's something that we can do for ourselves, is to inquire within for an answer, and then when we get a reply, to act upon that. And that's something that you can do even while listening to someone else talk. They can be talking about something. You can still be listening, but say very quickly, is, should I say something here? And then you're, lo- you're searching for a feeling. So that doesn't require your mental attention, if you will, because a feeling is a body sensation. And so you can feel something while still listening to someone at the same time. So I think that's a wonderful way to do that. I agree. I like the word patience. I think that patience uh, is is to me at times synonymous with God, you know, is, is, is waiting, waiting. Now, uh, gentlemen, we've got two minutes left here. Um, I can go and quickly add more time onto this program, or we can continue next Sunday this, this dialogue about the word. Uh, do you have any opinions? Let's continue next Sunday. All right. That's what I think, too. I have a prior, right. another engagement in five minutes. <laughs> then we're, and we've got only, we've really got a little bit less than two minutes left now. So I'm going to let everyone uh, sign off, uh, starting with um, Bob. I just want to just say thanks, everyone, for being there today. Thank you, Brian, for the meditation. Thank you, Mara, for for your kind words and Thank everyone again for being here and have a great week and remember to practice compassion. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for the meditation and thanks for being here. It was good to talk with you. Same here. Have a wonderful day. And thank you, listeners, for being here. And thank you, Mar, for being the, I guess, host of the show. And... Um, thanks for having me on and inviting me along, and thanks for the adventure. It's been fun. Not to say that it's over now, but as we've talked about, it's going to slow down for me a little bit here and there. So I really enjoyed the time, and it's really helped me to expand in my spiritual growth, growth if you will, and it's been a blessing. So thank you. And and thank you, Brian. Thank you for being here. I have expanded. You and I talked about this this morning before the show began. I have grown from knowing you. Uh, I know that our listeners have grown from the interchange between you and I, and, and I thank you. And to our listeners, come back next week. Call in. Let's talk about the power of our words. And remember, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God.
So as you go out this week and you talk to people, think about how are you using your power of God? Love be with you and peace be with you now and always. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.